0: Welcome to the Panic Button Podcast, brought to you by triplexchurch.com. Each episode, Craig Gross answers a question or two that has got you in a panic. No topics are off limits, and all questions are encouraged. Here is your host, Craig Gross. All right, I got a quick thought here. It's Craig. The question is, I need help. So, I get it a lot. I actually, when I'm on a stage, sometimes people will say, hey, you know, I need, I need this thought or question or, you know, I would actually even tell people on stage when I'm speaking, hey, I'm getting on a plane in two hours. So, you need to find somebody close to you that you would listen to rather than me. Like, because I think half the problem with some of the stuff isn't that you even need an expert. Like, it's... You just need to tell somebody. You just need to get it off your chest. You just need to be honest. And so it's easy to tell me because I've heard similar stories I might have or might not have compassion, but like I, I have some empathy for like what you're going through. So, and there's some authority in what I've done that would maybe get you to listen, maybe not act on it, but at least hear my response. So oftentimes when I ask people, like you know, when people ask me for help, I wonder like, who do you have in your life that you could ask for help? So I think there's two thoughts here today's podcast. You need... Who's, a, who's your emergency contact? When you go move somewhere or you go sign something, they go, who's your emergency contact? Like, for what? Like, you go on a plane and it says, hey, in case of something, who do we call? Who's that person you call for emergencies? And then think about it. Why? Maybe there's two people. Maybe there's three people. Maybe that... You know what? Like, for me, I talk to this person if it's a business-related thing or I talk to... This, and then... Beyond that, I talk to this person because they just know me and I'm honest with them. So I think there's that question. Then the second question is, who do you, who do you go to for help, advice, thoughts? I got one friend, Shay, who emails and texts me a lot. Hey, what book are you reading? He'll share with me what book I'm reading. Hey, if he's read a great book and he tells me about it, I'm going to read it because, hey, he's read a bunch of bad books that he didn't tell me about. When he says, what book are you reading right now? I'm like, hey, here it is. So there's other people where you just go, hey, what's a great place that I should eat at? There's those people that give you those advice and you're like, dude, like, I don't like any place you ever told me, so I just don't listen to you. There's other people where you're like, dude, I get it. So anyways, in that regards of life, and I think one thing that I found about that is I like talking to people at different stages of life And I especially like listening to people that have been there so they could save me some of the the heartache. Or they could... Like, I love shortcuts. I tell my kids, don't read the book at school. Read the cliff notes. Like, why waste your time? Animal Farm, that's a waste of time. That book was dumb. It was in ninth grade. I didn't even read the book. But, like, hey, that's not cheating. Like, all you have to do is know enough to pass the test and get the grade. That's my take on school. Like... I don't know, it's just wasted time. Like, what, if there's, what are they, just regurgitating information to me is a waste, completely waste of time. So, if you're gonna talk to somebody, I like to talk to somebody that's like, hey, you've, like, I got in this situation the other day, and I still don't know how I feel about it, but I was on this call. This person is offering a service for me, if I'd like it, and um, really introspective stuff, stuff that they're like, like I paid, I paid a good amount of money to see if I would actually like this, and they probed and they probed, or I screwed up those words, but so I, I asked them about what they do, and this one particular guy, and I, you know I had some questions, and I said something about integrity, and I said. Um, I just watched that Tony Robbins. I'm not your guru, which once again, it's amazing. I I loved everything about that, except for like how exhausting going to a Tony Robbins event must be. But I love the fact that he actually cared. I felt more care and concern watching Tony Robbins than I did watching any pastor in America today, and that's a huge statement to say that like what I saw from him, I don't see. From a lot of pastors that get off stage and just, you know, get praised. No, he got off stage and he sat in his house and he recapped and he made sure that these people that broke down in this meeting were followed up at. And he was genuinely cared about what he actually saw happen at these events. I mean, it was incredible. So I asked this guy that I was talking to and I just said, so I was just like, that That to me makes me, like, fired up about Tony Robbins. Like, I'd never known anything about it. I love the fact that he was so honest and he cussed. Like, it was so, it was so refreshing to hear just the raw side of him on this Netflix special. I like the raw side of him. But, so anyways, that led me to ask this question of, like, go, oh, could you be a good coach without integrity? And, you know, this one guy had said, yeah, I think you could. But... You know, I wouldn't recommend it. And I was like, I think the essence of being, you know, like, I wouldn't go to a Tony Robbins event if he could give two shits about his audience. Like, so could you be a good motivational speaker if you had no, yeah, we see it every Sunday, like at churches across America where, hey, a lot of pastors might lack that care and concern and follow up for their congregants. They're just really good at communicating. So I think as men, we can buy into, I mean, look what happens with Bill Hybels. Like, he freaking ran Leadership Summit. Like, that's what he's known for. But what he's going to be most known now for in this demise is how he ended. Months away from ending this legacy that would have gone down like this, instead goes down in shambles. Because you lack the one thing that was next to your name for the last 40 years. Right? And... I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm saying you lacked the leadership that you talked because you didn't live it out. And these countless stories, even his apology, like, was super hard to hear. Like, I put myself in situations where it could have been seen not right. Could have? Like, inviting somebody to stay the night in your hotel room, picking somebody up on your yacht at the next stop... Like flying on your private plane with your, like just in a meeting, just with you, like the weird old man fetish shit that you were doing. Like, no, that's weird. It's wrong. And like it devalues the last 40 years of your work because your work was such in that space that this is what I do and you didn't do it. So to me, like I, so I asked the same question you know, about integrity to this guy. And I said, so I would not go to a gym with a fat trainer. And this guy actually pushed back on me. He goes, if they can get you in shape, why wouldn't you? And that's where I'm talking about because it's smoke and mirrors. It's, I don't want to be led by somebody who doesn't do the same freaking drills that you just told me to do. Because you're fat, you're overweight, you're out of shape. How did you get the past to be a trainer You know the knowledge, but you don't put it into practice. And I could Google how to do a deadlift. I don't need your fat ass hanging over me to show me how to do a deadlift if you won't do the deadlift. So I think in our culture today, we're living in a place where that stuff doesn't matter. And I go, at the core, this stuff is the most important stuff that matters. Oh, well, you want to be a coach. You don't have to have integrity. You uh, want to run a gym. You don't have to be in shape. Like, you don't have to... Like, Dave Ramsey was broke, and now he's loaded. Why do you listen? Why did I do the envelope system 18 years ago in my marriage? Because a guy I know had money, and I asked him how he got money, and he said, I did the envelope systems, this guy Dave Ramsey. Dave was broke. He knows what it was like to be broke. Dave wouldn't have one of the most popular syndicated radio shows on the planet and be worth millions of dollars today if he still did the same things he did when he was broke. The fact that he didn't do those things, that he doesn't do them anymore, he does something new is why we listen, is why when he said, I do the envelope system, I did the envelope system. It's why my friend who wasn't in debt, that had money, said, do this. And I just said, I did it. So if you can find somebody that runs faster than you and ask them, how did they get there? Man, when's the last time you did that? Because most guys aren't like the guy I know. The guy I know that says, this guy that says, I'll teach myself how to do 500 tricks in the pool. No, they'll go go find somebody that can run faster than them and they'll learn how to do that. I think one way today as we kind of talk about this and what I've seen in my own life, find a friend that's older than you. Find a mentor. Find somebody who's been there, done that. Like, and then there's your peers, but here's what happens. I don't care if you're 40, you're 30, you're 20. People that have it, and I say going on, like, yeah, going on. Let, let I'm not being arrogant. I'm saying you have it, some stuff figured out. You go run with your peers and then you go, oh, I don't like how they're raising their kids. I don't like what they're doing. I don't like how, how they haven't, and then you go, dude, I'm running so much faster than my peers. Man, I, I don't want to Like I had a buddy who moved in to a neighborhood with all his friends and they realized, look, I don't want to be around these people because I don't, I don't think my friends who've never asked anybody what they're doing that's older than them, like have any idea what they're doing. So my friend just was like, I'm out of here. So I think one of the things that I've learned is like having someone, so I'm 42. My, uh, one of my best friends is 52. I have a business partner who's 28, uh, on, a, on another company that I have. And I have a lot of friends probably in that 25 to, to 33 year, year age range. And then I've got some other people older than me in my life. One particular friend, David Dean. I'm in Vegas with him right now because, I mean, I met David 20 years ago. I wasn't, I was just married. I didn't have kids. Reason, I was attracted to David in the non-gayest way, attracted, He brought his daughter on a trip while he was speaking and he took her to Disneyland while he was speaking. And I was like, dude, when I have kids, I want to keep, if I go on the road, I want to do that. I've done a lot of things wrong as a parent. The one thing I, I saw in David Dean 20 years ago, I've done that. And I think my kids would say it's been the biggest, you know, like it's brought us close. We've traveled the world, um, Man, it's been great on our family. Like, yeah, we've traveled all together. But then there's times where, man, I only take you on this trip, Elise. She likes cold. No one likes this. And then we've we've done... But that was modeled to me. I didn't just pull that out of my... my, Like, the air. Like, I saw it. Like, I saw it. I spoke once. uh, There's a band named Audio Adrenaline before I knew David Dean. We were opening for some deal. And then they spoke. Or they sang because we spoke. And I remember I don't even know them. I only know Mark like that the the singer that uh I don't even know the guy's name. I think it was Will, the guy with long hair. What who cares? He had a son on the side of the the stage, side stage. And I was like, "Man, if I have a son, like that idea of bringing them, not like, "Oh, we're going to stop our whole world and just revolve it around you, but no, you're going to bring into our world." I think that's how your kids stay normal. I think that's how your kids learn how to adapt, not just be, you know, like not just brats, but man, understand that this life isn't just about them. So I saw that from David and we became great friends, like older, but when I say older, what's so fun over the last 20 years of getting to know David is there's things that he's been ahead of me on. And I don't want to say the only thing, the only major thing that I've been ahead of David on was when my dad died. And then a couple years later, his mom died. And so that reversed because I had, I had been through that one. But David, hey, what happens when you're like, he's dealing with kids, His both his kids are 27, 25, I think. And so when I say, David, what was like at five? Oh yeah, I remember that. We're joking, I, my daughter doesn't listen to this, we're joking about periods. Cause I gave David hell about when Hannah would start her period and it would be on one of David's trip. Funny, my daughter's 13, that's right around the corner. It's not as funny now because I'm like, oh yeah, that hopefully doesn't happen on that trip. But there's things that he's gone through and there's things that when he says it, he'll say to me, I didn't do it all right. But like, man, Craig, like even today, we're sitting at the pool. So I go back to, it's 3 o'clock. I've done nothing today. We sat at the pool. We talked, we caught up. But we made a priority, like 10 years ago, we started coming to Vegas in May. And we don't work and we try not to work. I try not to work. We hang out, we catch up, we talk about life. Driving in this year. It's like, I, it's like that, you know, when you have an anniversary with your wife or you have like a birthday with your kid, you're like, man, this year's gone by quick. Driving into Vegas, I know every year it's that reflective kind of time of like, crap, it's been a year. Has it been a good year? Has it been a bad year? Like, what have we, like, yeah, we see each other throughout the year, but like, this is our trip. We don't overplan it. We just like, and so in fact, as soon as he got off the plane, we spent the first three hours before we hit roulette or had anything to eat or drink. We're like, Hey, let's, let's catch up. We start talking about stuff. And, you know, today, even at the pool, he said to me something about girls. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't know that because I only have a 13 year old. I don't have a 27 year old yet or a 25 year old. And so when he says it, I don't go, oh no, you're wrong. I go, oh wow. Or that's good. Or shit. Sometimes yes. I cut like, oh man, that's scary. Or wow. And like, as we have those moments, I go, man, like no, not a lot of people have that. And so on hindsight, I have some friends that are younger than me. They're just having kids or they're just starting out in life. And it's having that perspective or that understanding. David says to me, man, I miss, I'm so jealous of your kids and like the life that you're having right now. is so fun. And then you tell him about some of the hard times and he's like, okay, I don't miss that part. But now as an empty nester and you, you know, you're going through this and you're going, man. And, and I know for me, as I talked to some of my friends that are just starting out or are just getting married, I sat with some great people, like some of the best Chris rare and Sarah, like a couple weeks ago. And like, like, this couple's not on social media. You won't find their updates. They're not distracted by the phone. Like, it's great to meet, like, somebody's in their 30s that, like, don't care about any of that. And they're just in love. And they're on this journey. And they're, like, asking great questions. And it's just inspiring. And then you're like, yeah, that, that's a fun, like, man, that's fun. But they were driving through town and go, man, could we sit and meet with you guys? Like, have time with Jeanette. Have time with you. Like, not a lot of people have that kind of hindsight of like, hey, man, like here's a couple that's married 20 years. Like we're at year two. So I think like just those kind of thoughts of like, I know for me, like I, I was giving my friends Jeff and uh, and Levi a hard time. Uh, Jeff Bethke and Levi McAllister. So if you are listening, hopefully you've done this by now, but we we were talking about insurance. And like, I think about like life insurance because I've gone through crazy health stuff. I've lost my my dad. Um, my, my life's half over, let's be honest. At 42, at 40, I was like, crap, this is... So, life insurance, I I don't know, I bought when I got married, actually, because I was like, now I'm married. Then I added more, then I added more. And so, I, I was talking last week to both of them about life insurance. And I was like, you guys don't have it? Like, and I'm not giving them, like, complete hell for it, just a little bit. But I was like, guys, go do it right now. So, I'm just ahead of you because I'm 42. And I've had that conversation. I know what that will do for your wife. Just like go do that. Like That's a good, easy thing. And so all that to say is like there's different perspectives that you can get from somebody younger and somebody older. And I think for a lot of people, we just miss out because we go, dude, man, let's save the pain and just skip ahead to go, hey, am I doing this right? So I'm going to end this, but just kind of one last thought was... So, Dave and I both share something. I'm not going to share it to you on on the podcast, but um, there was something that happened with my son that I was just like, man, as a dad, I went to bed that night and I said, like, I did, I've done a lot of things wrong, but man, like, I've done this right because I never would have done that at his age. Or had that conversation with my dad and I was like I just smiled. I was so happy like I don't care you know if people have told me oh you do this great with your kid or like yeah that, that's great like but when it, something happens like that and so I told David that like you know as just kind of this like high moment that was like wow and he um, he starts scrolling through his phone and like This is at the pool. Like, we're just sitting there and, you know, I don't know. Like, for us, it's just like, man, this is what we do. Yeah, tonight we'll do something completely different. But, like, sharing this stuff where you're like... So David gets out his phone he's like, look at this text message. He's like, it's from Alex. And I was like, that's his son. He's 27. I read the text. And um, he's like, 27... You know, still, and he repeated it. He's like, hey, you know, pretty proud. And for me, it was that perspective of what I'm excited about at 13. Fast forward 14 years and go at 27. It's going to, if it looked like that, if it looked like that, man, I would be in. That's all I could hope for. And you just keep trucking, but you have something to shoot for. You go, man, that's what I want. Find that couple that's been married longer than you and go pursue them and ask them tough questions. Find those people that have something that you don't. Man, they have a business. They have money. They have, and I don't say because you need money, but like, hey, if you're bad with money, find someone that's good with money. And then listen, don't fight them and go, oh, well, that envelope system's too hard. Says the 40 people that have asked me about money. Oh, is there an app for it? No, there's no app for it. Because those don't work. Take the cash out and put it in an envelope and when it's gone, it's gone. That works, that works. It still works 17, 18 years later, it works. You can change your envelope amounts but like that idea of being willing to go, man, I can learn from that person and now being willing to go, I have this to offer somebody else because yeah, you know what? I got that together. I've, I've solved that one. Or even if I haven't solved it, Hey, guess what I did? I did this completely wrong. Don't do that. Like there's those things as well. Like, And I think that's just the fun of like not just having friends, but getting us through life when it's good and when it's bad. You need maybe a different set of friends for both those or maybe it's the same friends, but it's not this idea of doing it all by yourself and all alone. If you do that, that's just miserable. You know, like, the, the fact that, like, you can pick up the phone or schedule a time. Like, David, you know, this trip, for some reason, to Mates, it, it doesn't really come out I mean, it's hot, it's great, it's NBA playoffs, it's great, but it's always after tax season, so that's really tough. So the thought of coming, I know even for David, he goes, he tried to cancel me. It was like, this is 10 years! And he's like, dude, I have no money. Like, I got to pay Uncle Sam, you know, it was just, and it was Betsy, his wife, that says, go. Like, and guys, I'm not saying, like, we're not living large here, like, going, like, oh, partying like hell, like, that's not what we're doing. Like, you need this, and this is this is good for you. This not, like, it's good to be with people that are that are going to challenge you, that are going to listen to you, that are going to, Talk to you, like there's been times through our years where it's like, man, man, I've listened to David a lot. There's been times where he's listened to me a lot, and you don't ever know. It's just like, man, what do you guys need? And we know you need each. You, people need each other. People need other people. And so having that. One last thing, like we, we had this. I had this other idea, just even on Monday. Or no, when did I get here? I don't know. It was yesterday. Yeah. And this was about. I mean, I it's large. It's huge. It involves family. It involves even our ministry and just going, David, what do you think? Am I crazy? And, and like asking those questions, don't be afraid to pick up the phone. If you have nobody, you can pick up the phone to. Or even I question this. If you're tired of the other person on that phone, find a new friend to call too. Cause there's those people too. I know plenty of them that you're like, Oh no, I'm calling this person, but they keep, it's just bad. I don't, it's not, why are you calling the person that's not, like, and asking for help from the broke person, from the fat gym trainer? Like, I'm sorry, and you could say, say that sounds mean, but no, you're calling the person, that one you trust, and and it goes, dude, why do I want, if David's kids were awful and his family was in shambles, like, why am I asking you about your family? No, you know what, that text that you just read from me from Alex at 27, if I could have that 14 years from now, like, hey, Good. That, that, like, that's all I could hope for. So, if you got there, man, you must be doing something right. Like, I want to know. I want to bounce those things off. I want to talk about those. So, find that person. That's the whole reason why I created accountability software to begin with. Because it's never been about software. It's always been about how do we connect people around a tough issue that would remain silent. But, we could talk about it. I mean, that was the whole, that was the whole idea. It's still the whole idea. Like, people need other people. So anyways, that's all I got tonight. Just because it's fun, and if you want it, I i don't know. We're joking, me and David, about being a 10-year anniversary trip. So it is our 10th year, and we're both happily married. But this is our 10-year anniversary of a man trip that was almost canceled on. So tonight, <laughs> tonight I think the worst decision maybe that we've ever made on a Vegas trip... I might have just made for us and said, we're going to, I mean, cause it's Tuesday night and Elton John is retiring. And I scrolled through Spotify and was like, how come I know every one of these songs? So David and I on our 10 year main trip anniversary are headed to Elton John tonight. So if you want to follow along at David Dean comedy on Instagram or at Craig gross, uh, we'll have some fun stories. Uh, David did almost break a tear when, um, he told me that his girlfriend, before Betsy, in I think in college, broke up to him and played an Elton John, Don't Go Breaking My Song. Uh, one of those songs, so it's very sentimental. So if I catch David crying tonight during Elton John, I will make sure I post that. If you happen to be listening and you're at Elton John tonight, come see us. Cause I mean, it'd be great to just you know cry and, and sing Rocket Man together. Um, all right, that's all I got. Thanks for listening to the Panic Button Podcast. If you want Craig to answer your question on an upcoming episode, please email panicbutton at xxxchurch.com. Or if you're using the Anchor app, please go to your user profile, tap the message button, and hit record, and then hit save, and then send it.